When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Kaprizov trying to center. to joy until the, wild flag. the world ends yes it was 2003 but who cares <laughs> it's the flag state of hockey wow inject all of that into our veins last night you guys did a judd's hockey show if people missed it a judd's Ooh. hockey show multiple days a week now that the season has started but this is Mackie and judd daily minnesota sports entertainment and damn it we want titles we are raising the bar for expectations among minnesota sports fans and uh, the Wild, maybe the team most likely to win a title right now. If we took all the teams, United, Lynx, all the yeah. teams included, I think the are the yeah. Wild number one yes. on the team most likely to win a championship pecking order in this town. Yes, yes. And they are also... Oh. Flag again. Oh, sorry. See, I gotta wave. It's a requirement in my contract now that I gotta wave the flag if you play Ode to Joy. We're just gonna hit Judd at yeah. random moments in his life. Judd's out to Judd's out to brunch on bye week Sunday with I, Don. I gotta go get a dog. Oh, sorry, Don. Sorry, Don. Sorry, Don. Sorry. Home for the flag. State of hockey flag. Amazing. Uh, what are you doing with the flag there? It's. Uh... Appropriate gesture. All right, so all right, so what were you saying? So most, most team most likely to win the title, and you were you were saying, um, yes, because they are the team that, that I mean, they're so that game last night. It was a regular season game. It felt like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, the intensity, and, and I told Dex. So the most important thing, Phil, in my opinion, as somebody who spent years, as you know, being incredibly critical of this team, furious rallies to me, was an insult because that was a team that didn't care until they did care, and then it's like, we're going to catch up now. And I felt like, just don't even try. Like, if you don't care, you don't care. They put on a 
lowercase furious rally last night, but the, but what paid off was the hard work and caring. So you don't get a guy on an empty net goal who goes offside, offsides. Like that's damn near impossible to screw that play up unless you also create your own luck to a certain degree, right? So just to be clear, the furious rallies uppercase are gone. Because those guys didn't care for huge portions of game. And then they're like, this team actually cares a lot. It's led really well. And and, and the other thing is, and this is where they're going to get you, Macadac, where they're going to get you is this. The speed of this team now is so much fun to watch. Okay, because I was going to ask you about the furious rallies. I wanted to know, and I'm glad you brought this up, I wanted to know what's the difference between what we saw last night and – the team for years that you coined the furious rallies where they would, okay, I guess. All right. And from what you're saying, it sounds like the furious rallies were the college student. I'm looking at myself here, by Mm -hmm. the way, the college student that knew that he had, or she like 25 days to complete a term paper. And the night before it's due, you're playing video games and you're like, Oh man, I should probably start on that term paper. Huh? I got a, I got a 15 page term paper. I guess I should, I should probably start now. And this this incarnation of the wild is starting that term paper on day one because they care. They're invested in the class. Is that is that a fair yes. assumption? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And on this on the speed front, I mean, even the hockey whisperer last night is watching that thing. Like, oh, let's talk about overtime for a second mm-hmm. because, like, Kirill Kaprizov hasn't scored a goal yet this season, mm-hmm. but the way he controls the game, especially in overtime. There was one possession where a possession kind of blew up. I think this was overtime. It might have been toward the end of the third, but I think it was overtime. A possession kind of blows up, and ordinarily it would have been like a turnover. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the old plotting wild would have just like, oh, the possession blew up, and now like, oh, I turned the puck over and odd man rushed the other way or something. Right. Kaprizov regains control, mm-hmm. skates it towards center ice, turns back around, skates back in. It was like himself? NHL 95, right? You just, so you're just skating around. Possession, speed, tic-tac-toe passing in overtime. Like, what are these things that we haven't seen? There it is. All right. Well, I mean. time of day. Let you go off. And I think, too, like, the- for, for a dude to control the game without scoring like he does really stands out to the to the casual hockey whisperer here. And I think the player you're also talking about is, is the one that eventually led to the power play, which led to the game-winning goal in, in overtime. So that's just who he is. I mean, he commands so much respect on the ice that and so much attention gets drawn on him oh. that other players are going to start to succeed. Like Joel Eriksson Ek should be a player that parks himself in front of the net and cleans up garbage goals and works hard as a pest and is a pain in the ass to play against. But now all of a sudden, Eck is getting in space and has opportunities to create highlight reel goals. His wraparound goal yesterday, that, that, that's a goal Joel Erickson Eck has never been able to show that he scores. It's it's an exact kind of play Bill Guerin says to me, no, Declan, you're wrong. He has more skill than you think, and he, he can actually score highlight reel goals. He literally, his presence alone lifts up the team. And it's and it's Dude, it's solely on him. Erickson Eck has full seasons in which he's only scored six goals, yeah. eight goals. He had a head trick last night. <laughs> Grab the flag! The flag's back oh, up! The flag. Oh, flag. Oh, flag. Oh, flag. Oh, flag. Stella! Stella! Too much Stella. flag waves. I'm getting tired. <laughs> 
the, you got a relief, Mark's dad. And the crazier part is that that top line, which, by the way, is honestly the best top line the Wild have probably had in years. Like, even in Parise Suter era. Like, I don't remember, at least talent-wise, Zuccarello, oh. Kaprizov, oh, Beck, the skill? having the natural skill they did. And last night, they combined for 10 points. 10 points, and it still fell, as Judd and I talked about on Judd's Hockey Show, they could have done even more. Like, it feels like we're, they're scratching the surface of what this top line can really do. And they had 10 points combined last night. They're, they don't have, they're not to, to the point yet of all three of them being on the same page, which is really scary. 14 shots, um, 14 shots on goal, five goals, 10 points. And that is frightening. But here's the, so, so if you're a sports fan in this town, and I, I hesitate to go here because, We've gone here before, I feel like, at times, and it's blown up. But I'm going to tell you right now. The Wolves start tonight. Ant Edwards has the potential to be, and seems to have the maturity to be, a guy that can make a difference for an entire franchise, right? Like, he's that type of player. He's special. Um, and, and he gets it. Kaprizov. Again, a marvelous talent. But I'll give you two, two things. One, the Jets who were playing him for the first time last night, thought, we're going to come in and push him around. And what did he do? He pushed back. Furthermore, furthermore, you guys tell me, how many guys in this town on a breakaway chance, or if something were to happen, get tripped, slam into the end boards, whiplash their head, are down for a second, get up and are like, no, I'm staying on, bleep this. I'm staying on, and I'm going to play great. I'm, I am going to play better. The third guy, Justin Jefferson. You throw the ball in his area code, and lots of times he's just going to make the damn catch. Like, how long has it been since we've had the ability, I feel like, to be this excited by three players on different teams who are all young and in their own way all really, really talented and seem to get it? Yeah, it's a blast. It is like, and I I want to give Ant a little more time before I officially crown him. Okay. Oh, you want one? More time? <laughs> I triggered it myself. Yes! <laughs> but it 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 is a blast. Actually, let's let's okay. Three games doesn't tell the whole story of a season here, but I think there's there's a just a lot to be gleaned in these first three wild games. Let's continue this wild appreciation Wednesday here. What are your favorite things about the first three games of a new era of wild hockey? And some might say, well, actually, last year was the new era because right. Kaprizov kind of took over as the face of the franchise. Correct. But last year was the handing off of the baton. But now the guys who've handed off the baton against their will, by the way, Suter and Parisi are gone. And, and now you've and, and uh, Koivu's gone. And you look up and down the roster and instead of instead of a bunch of dudes who are you know, 35, 36, it's a bunch of dudes running this team who are in their mid-20s for the first time. Yep. Um, what new era of wild hockey, three yep. games in, what are your favorite things? Speed is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if, if you're a bunch of really good guys and you can't play, you still suck. Uh, the speed of this team, aside from a guy like Rask, is incredible. Like, they play at pace now. And the pace of this league is, in person, it's incredible. On TV, it's fun to watch. When you when you are at the game like Dex and I were last night and seeing that game up and down, and the Jets are a good team. So so like the Jets are 
a formidable foe. Kings aren't that good. The Ducks aren't that good. The Jets are good. That's my number one. My number two thing is Marcus Foligno, who, who is now an alternate captain, replacing Parisi and Suter. How will you ever replace the how they led this team? Marcus Foligno, who has always led and, and been a important voice, has gone up like three notches. Every shift is incredible. Uh, his skill continues to improve, which is sort of weird. Um, he is, he's just off the charts. Like, this is the type of guy that you want. He is the exact type of guy that you want. And then my last thing is probably the, the fact that this team as a whole is legitimately, and you can tell it, on the same page. Like, they finally carved out all of the guys who were like, well, man, my ice time. I mean, we won, but look at my ice time. I'm not quite so sure that that's the right ice time for me. You know, I'm talk, supposed talk to, to my star. Yeah, talk to my agent about Exactly, about exactly. Yeah. You know, um, all, right, all right, Zach. The, the game's done. <laughs> the game's up. done, and we won. But um, I'm going to call my friend Craig Leopold, who owns the team, and I'm going to complain about a couple of all that crap is done. So I think, it, Dex, it's a combination to me personally of you need to be really good and skilled, and, and they're now skilled and fast, but also the, the culture of this team now has pivoted completely, which it couldn't, and this is why they bought out Suter too, it couldn't as long as both Ryan and Zach were still there. Yeah, I, I would say skill and speed are two things that just this team has lacked for a long time. You know, Nino and Granlin and Zucker – they all were somewhat of that. Zucker was a fast player. But Niederreiter and Granlin, they were up and down all the time. It just seems like Ek, Fiala, Kaprizov are completely different. And Fiala just has a tenacity about him that even when he's having an off night, which last night, I think I didn't think he had a great night last night. He turned the puck over a ton, which is kind of Kevin to a degree. But he didn't have a great night, but you always notice him. And the swagger about this team, like a guy like Fiala and even what Dumba brings as well, because like Dumba's an alternate captain who has come a long way on and off the ice in his career. And Bill Guerin wants to amplify him. And Dumba's mantra and just swagger too is important for this team. Everyone else was, I think, so afraid to step up and be leaders. Bill Guerin talked about, we want everyone in the room to have a voice here, which is basically a shot at the old regime saying, if you guys, if, if no one wants to say anything, please speak up. Don't let anyone just strangle out the life of this locker room. He wants, if, if Nico Sturm, for God's sakes, wants to speak up and say something, he should have the power to do that without being afraid because the old guard would not approve of something like that. So yeah, I think skill and speed and, and like Judd said, the chemistry and just vibe of this team are just completely different than past teams. And I'll, I'll add another one here because I think if you go back, you know, I'm trying to think the the first year they made the playoffs in the new Parisi Suda era was like nine years ago, 2012, 13, yeah. somewhere in there. So you know they've been they've been a playoff team or a borderline playoff team for the better part of a, a decade, almost every year. But in almost every one of those series, they haven't had the best player on the ice. Certainly against Chicago in all those series. I think St. Louis and Colorado have had the best, like who's the best player in the series, rank all the players. It's very rare that the Wild have had the best player in the series. Mm-hmm. Right. Or in any, you know, in any given game even. Like, just think about the 82 games in the regular season. Like, how many of those 
throughout the last eight years or so have the Wild had the best player on the ice. And there are, there are better players than Kaprizov in the NHL, but they're going to have the best player on the ice a lot more often now than I think they have. All due respect to prime, prime Zach Parisi was a really good player. But even prime Zach Parisi would line up, and he'd be more of like the second or third best player on the ice when lined up against some of the top teams in the conference and looking over to the East too. So just knowing that you've got Kaprizov and knowing that you've got the best player on the ice changes a lot of things. I think it changes the mentality. I think it changes the way that the opposing team operates. And it probably, to Dex's point earlier, it probably opens up more opportunities for guys like Erickson Eck, who might not be top scorers, but they have more, I don't know, open space potentially to operate because so much attention is being paid uh, to, to, to Kaprizov. So. And great, great players um, free up the entire team. Because Kaprizov, and, and the thing too is, though, you got to watch his entire game because if, if he was just really talented and good and sort of blew off, the, like he got hit and he would just get mad and pout because uh, he lashes out back, which is, I think, outstanding. Um, he gets knocked down. He gets up and he shoves it up your you-know-what, not, oh, no, I got knocked down. That's what's so important because he he sets a tone by just flat out being great, which is important, but he sets a tone by his actions too. And so, like, like when you watch Kaprizov work, how can you say, yeah, but I'm trying hard, too? I mean, one, one, he is a superior player to you. Two, are you going to allow him to outwork you? Because yeah. he will. He will. And so the, the, great, the greatest thing, to, to go back to my point about the three potential stars, too, the greatest thing about what's going on here, too, is I feel like in this town, and what I'm about to say is going to sound weird at first, so bear with me. I feel like we jersey chase as far as the back of the name goes. We're desperate to anoint stars. Granlin's really good. He's a star. I'm going to get a 64 jersey and put Granlin on the back and root for him. Or Zucker's really fast. We're desperate to anoint stars. Um, and the problem with that is it stops us from knowing what stars are. And at Kaprizov, you're seeing a star. Mm-hmm. So, like, instead of... Um, Zach Parisi, and Zach Parisi at the height of Zach's career worked really hard and was and was pretty skilled, but he wasn't anywhere near a superstar ever. Um, but we were desperate to chase the jersey. What jersey can I get? Get an eleven, Parisi. He's the star player. You know, Koivu's the captain. He must be great. No, he's good. You now are seeing in Kirill Kaprizov what a star is. You can go buy his jersey. You have a star's jersey. Here's a question for you guys about. The first three games of Kaprizov, I think when you think of star NHL players, you know, you know, most people think of the top goal scorers, right? The guys who are, you know, scoring forty goals. And by the way, he he might still score like thirty five or forty goals mm-hmm. if they if he plays a full season. But I almost feel like he spends just as much time, or maybe more time, trying to set other people up. He it kind of reminds me of the way that, and I, I this is going to sound ridiculous too because I'm. I'm drinking all kinds of Kool-Aid here, as you can tell. I don't want to compare him to – but, like, in the NBA, Magic Johnson and LeBron James could score 40 points every night if they wanted to, but they know that it's better for the team if they spend the first quarter or chunks of games getting other people involved and distributing and just being that straw that stirs the drink. Like, and even just pulling up the first three game box scores, like, he's only taken seven shots in the first three games. Not enough. He's not – well, you could say it's not enough. 
but he's also spending time facilitating getting other players involved and and it may be the way that he's approaching it makes the entire team better as opposed to him just trying to get his. I guess my question to you is, do you notice that or do you still think he's not shooting enough? Well, two things. Uh, I think number one, just his presence and what he's able to do as a playmaker. Like he is naturally a playmaker. When Judd makes a comparison to Patrick Kane, I think that is honestly dead accurate. Like Patrick Kane has the ability to take over a game if he would like to. He obviously has had the skill. I know he's up there in age, but he, he has had shown the ability that he can take over a game and score a big-time goal. Wild fans know that really well. But he's a playmaker as it is. But Kirill last year, through the first, I believe it was, dozen and a half games, and I think there was other teams and other media outlets that were chirping uh, Mr. Zolgad and myself, saying that, why are you complaining that Kirill Kaprizov doesn't shoot more? And then all of a sudden, Kirill doubles his shot total, and guess what happens? He scores more goals. So you, you can also take your star players and have expectations for them, and raise them up even more and say, wait a minute, yeah, this player's damn good. This top line is damn good. And they've had 10 points last night. I still don't think it's enough, and we're just scratching the surface. It's okay to ask even more from your star players, and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, here is, if you want the deep dive into the analytics, so Declan often talks about Corsi and Fenwick, which are sort of possession stats based on shots attempted. Uh, so let's call it activity. When Kaprizov is on the ice through three games this season, the Wild are out, I'm going to say out-activating, out-activating, out... Do they have the puck more? Yes. I don't want to say out-possessing because that's a different metric. But they are... Generating more chances. Generating more chances at a two-to-one clip compared to the opposing lines. Yeah. Through yeah. three games, that's pretty they, amazing. They just they that line flat out generates a ton of, of chances. I think as they, I think as Eck gets more comfortable too, and I mean he is, he works his ass off, so it's great. Um, the one thing, Phil, to, to keep in mind, and why Kaprizov needs to to shoot more, Zuccarello won't. He wants to set up plays like like that line is. Zuccarello is going to be in in some ways, I would say, a pseudo center. Because he he wants he's a really good passer, and he will shoot, but he doesn't love to shoot. Eck is the garbage man. He's going to clean up like like he is going to score a ton of goals in in front. He's going to get beat up, which is awesome. Kaprizov is going to have to be, and he is the trigger man. He's going to have to be the guy who who because he's going to score the goals. He's going to, and his shot is incredible. But to be clear, I'm not criticizing him because there's nothing wrong with, with the fact that his overall game is so damn good. But I think at the end of the day, and why Kaprizov probably will score between 35 and 40 goals to me, is because his role, they're, they're going to have to sit him down, or his dad is going to have to call him again and say, you got to shoot the puck, because you're the guy on this line to shoot. Because uh, Zuccarello is not going to change. Like he is not going to say, I'll I'll shoot a ton. He's going to score goals but he will not shoot a, a ton and he sets up plays beautifully. Uh if you guys have wild fever like we clearly do here. that flag. Free flag fly, John. Good news for you because we're giving away wild predators tickets for the upcoming game on October 24th. For free on the Score North app. So the Score North app is free to download. It's the central hub for everything we do here, all of our podcasts, all of our YouTube videos, all of Judd's written work, all of our other podcasts. Um, all you have to do is open the app, register, 
and enter, and we'll pick a winner on October 21st, which is tomorrow. So you got about 24 hours to get your submissions in. And uh, if you're a college student, even better news, College Night Discounts are back this season at the X, and wild tickets start at just $39. There's a few games to choose from each month, and you can find out more at wild.com slash theme packs. Um, how much fun was the atmosphere last oh, night in that building? It was awesome. It, it, it was, it judge right, it felt like a playoff game. And obviously, I'm sure 21 months without a full capacity crowd will do that. Your home opener will naturally do that. Uh, but when Brendan Dillon of the Winnipeg Jets made the foolish decision to drop the gloves with Marcus Foligno, who then channeled his inner Roman Reigns with a Superman punch right across his face and got the crowd fired up even more. Like, the Wild trailed in this game for a good amount of time. I don't know what the splits were, but they, they were probably trailing for at least half of, if not more, of this game. Never yep. felt like it because the crowd was so into it the entire game. It was awesome. It was awesome. A lot of fans started... When it looked like the Jets had scored their sixth goal, a lot of fans, a lot of fans started oh. to leave, and then oh, and the camera started to show fans like coming back in after it was waved. So just, yeah, yeah, I hope they got seat. back. Stick in, around, man. stick around that long. Just you know, sit in your seat. It's an exciting the, team. The th- three on three OT format is one of the best changes made across all of sports I've ever seen. Easily, it, yeah, it's a blast. all sports. Yeah. It, it's incredible. Like it's, it's a blast. Li- it literally it goes to it goes to a, a a pond hockey format, which is with where the skill is now. It's incredible. Like I don't think that there's, I'm I'm hard pressed to think of changes made in sports in the last twenty years that are as good as and and four on four was okay, but three on three is absolutely the sweet spot. It's yeah. so much fun to watch. And when you're as fast now, and you you guys recall. I used to chart like who they they would p- put out there three on three. Here's Koivu. Here's Parisi. Here's Suter. Here's another slow guy who's skating in quicksand. Now it's bang 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 bang. The tick the tic tac toe sequence at the end of that oh. game. Mm. And by the way, it was because they were still on the power play, yeah. and and there was a and there was a two on one going Talbot's direction. Right. Great tip. And he makes a save, and then all of a sudden, boom, breakaway. And the first, I'd have to go look and see again and watch the play, but, like, the outlet pass to set up, that first pass to set up the three-on-one, and then you're thinking, okay, just don't get stupid here. Don't take too many passes. I was kind of like, oh, it's too many passes. No, it was perfect. <laughs> the skill is it's so ridiculous. high there. Exactly. So Exactly. Parisi would have gotten the tic-tac-toe pass and directed it wide. Mm. Like missed the net. Yeah. Like, that's what used to happen. Yeah. Well, that was a blast last night. And, you know, maybe they lose their next four and we start ripping them in a week. But we always will have the first three games of the new Wild Era. Exactly. Oh, hold on. Grab the flag. Amazing. Flag. Uh, today is also a write that down and accountability session Wednesday. You guys, you guys are going to admit that you were wrong, right? Yes. Yes. Every Wednesday. On Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. So that's coming up. Stick with us. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions. Then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. 
That's right. Every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd and also on Purple Daily, our sister show, our other daily show, this is where we hold each other accountable, keep track of where we were wrong and right, and make predictions every single week. It is the most transparent, innovative segment in (laughs) sports talk. The most dangerous also. Here's how it works. Three We're predictions. Just on tight ropes, Phil. We're on tight ropes yeah. all the time. We are the we are the Walenda family of sports <laughs> talk. Uh, look that up if you don't get the reference. All right. Here's how write that down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you guys want to participate, you can get in the action by either sliding into our producer Declan's DMs oh. on Twitter or Instagram. Or you can send us a message through the Score North app. We're actually spending every Friday on the show here, too, on Feedback Friday, taking your questions and your gripes and uh, anything you want to talk about. And we're and we're answering those questions and thoughts and comments on the Friday show, too. So the Score North app is a great place to either get on, write that down, or get on Feedback Friday. Either way, uh, send us a message. So, boys, before we get to... Declan's brother Liam here making a return appearance once again. And I also, my my brother Liam's sources tell me that he has a challenge to issue at the end of Write That Down. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he does. he does. Okay. Yep. So Declan is aware. Oh, of this. it's going to get controversial. Yeah, you guys didn't warn me about this. I love this. the challenge. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for the challenge. Okay. But let's get to the accountability session. So Judd has had a stranglehold. He's been. He won last year's batting title. He's been above 400 for most of the year, but it's been a rough couple of weeks for Judd Zolgad, and it continues here. Oof. Judd, you said Kirill Kaprizov will score two or more goals against the Ducks in the wild season over. What a loser, man. The guy hasn't even scored any goals yet in the first three games. What? He's a boss. I I thought he was good. Hopefully the ink isn't dry on that contract because, wow, Iowa is overrated. An op- I, Iowa is an option, no <laughs> question about it. Need some time in the American Hockey League. I want you to stumble into a Dean Evison press conference and ask, hey, uh, is, it, is it concerning that Kaprizov hasn't scored in the first three You goals? guys considering a roster move? <laughs> Iowa? All right, uh, and then you said both Rozzy and Boldy yeah. would dress for the Wild on opening nights. I, I feel fine about that. Just wrong. They're both in Iowa, right? Uh, no, Boldy is hurt. Oh, Boldy he did hurt. not dress, but but he did not dress, so I didn't come close. Rozzy is in is in Iowa. All right, it was oh, a rough boy. week for me too. Here, a lot of a lot of red, kind of a bloodbath for old Mackinac. He said the Wild would score at least three goals in the opener against the Ducks, and Kaprizov and Fiala would both score. Yeah, one of them. Fiala did, yeah. Fiala did, yeah. Uh, I said the Wolves would go undefeated in the preseason. They let their foot off the gas in the fourth preseason. I love how you I, – I love your Wolves stuff. Undefeated there's, in the preseason. <laughs> there's plenty more. Plenty more of that came from. Oh, By the way, I was almost right on that one. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I just still love it. All right. I said Kaprizov will score the first regular season goal for the Wild. He did not. And uh, this is actually kind of perplexing to me. Uh, that Garrett Bradbury has not been benched yet, but he, uh, I said he would be benched before the bye week for non-injury reasons. And stuff. How bad is Mason Cole? Yeah, like well, he, you, so he played two snaps apparently on Sunday as an extra lineman. That's what it was. Okay. Yes, they deployed Just him as him a there. blocker for an extra lineman. The listeners had a couple things come off the board. 
Sam had a parlay. He said St. John's football would beat Bethel by at least 10 points, which they didn't. They only won that, that game a couple weeks ago by like five or something. Okay. But they're steamrolling everybody else, and so he's probably right on this other part. But uh, he said they go undefeated in the regular season and would win the Mayak. Well, they might do those things, but they did not beat Bethel by at least 10. And then Seth said, from now until the end of the season, the tw- I, I missed this one a couple weeks ago, the Twins will have zero pitchers suspended for okay. using a foreign substance, and they did not. Congratulations. Yeah, way to go, Twins. The Twins, man. Really I would recommend for that pitching staff, find a substance that no, makes pitches better. Yeah. Cheat. Yeah. Bang on trash cans. <laughs> do whatever you have to do. Okay, I'm kind of rooting for the Astros now. Is that weird? Eh, I hate the I Red Sox. Lo- I, I love the, the villain. So I'm with you, actually. Yeah. I like and the Dodgers, like, who's rooting for the Dodgers? It's and I don't know. The Braves are just so... I don't know. I'm just. I'm kind of rooting for the heel now, the Astros. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I like the Red Sox. Okay. All right. Big week for Declan here. Mixed bag here. I'm going to start with the with the the red here. You said Matthew Boldy would dress in the wild opener mm-hmm. against the Ducks. We already covered that with Judd. Not. You said the Wolves will trade a future first round pick this summer. Well, the word summer probably yeah. screwed you there to begin with, but the season starts now, and so. I would have listened to an argument if a trade went down yesterday that sure. summer meant offseason, but here we are. Uh, you said uh, the Wolves will trade Malik Beasley this offseason. They, However, Declan said the Wild would score at least three power play goals by next week's Write That Down. They have four. Three of them came last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were sitting side by side. Mm-hmm. He was sweating it out. Yeah, I was sweating it out. You said the Wild would win the season opener against the Ducks. Damn right. And you said Rossi will not dress in the Wilds' regular season opener against the Ducks. And that is All right. Correct. Coming. I'm coming. So three for oh. six there. And look at this. Judd still in the lead here with a 366 up, average. Though. Let's call a spade a spade. This is getting tight. Yep. 366 for Judd. Six home runs on the season, which is tied for the league lead. Declan at 355, just 11 points back and four home runs. So this this is within range. If you guys have some predictions come off the board, Judd, you better watch it. Declan could take the lead next week. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. You're you're in, you're in your slump, buddy. You're in a slump here. You got to get a slump this buster out. Yeah. And I've just kind of been hovering. The Wild will beat the Ducks on uh. Saturday. <laughs> the hey. Wild will the Wild will win the opening faceoff. Uh, you, you can, you you can, can make those predictions. I'm not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. No, okay. no, no, no. Okay. I don't look. I Well, you I do sabotage look. active position, predictions that were home runs. But, you know, that's fine. Yeah. That wasn't sabotaging. It was. My knowledge of the great game of football just happened to cost <laughs> okay. you. I and you. then Booney got, got on and was full Zolgad on it. You know, I might have to, with my 312 average and only three home runs, I need to pick it up. So I might have to start making some more layout predictions. And listeners are at 281 with a league uh, tying or leading six home runs. Overall, Judd with 185 career hits. Listeners lead with 15 career home runs. And uh, Declan picked up three more hits to get up to 74 in his Write That Down career. Let's bring him in. He is a frequent guest here on Write That Down. He is Declan's brother, Liam, here to sling some takes and predictions. Brother Liam, how are you today? I'm well. Can we just talk about Declan's, like, Lou Ford-type season right now? Once they find out that he's a horrible pole hitter, he's never going to make it above the Mendoza line again. So. Wow. wow. <laughs> that hurts. And there could that be hurts. steroids. Too. It's a compliment. Lou Ford had a good year. 
Yeah, that's Nothing true. Did that. Lou Ford also so, didn't didn't Lou Ford also burn himself trying to iron a shirt iron, while he was wearing iron, it? Yeah. The iron a shirt while he was wearing it. As one does. Yeah. yeah. My As God. one does. Lou Ford, man. So all right. So we're gonna start with Brother Liam. We're gonna go to Judd over to Declan and then back to me. Three trips around the room, and then uh, at the end of it, a challenge that Brother Liam will issue to Declan. But let's start with the predictions. Brother Liam, the floor is yours. Right this All right, I actually got I got some uh, I got some long-term project- projections here. Uh, so my first projection, and there's some Philly ties to some of these because my uh, my boss is gracious enough to give me a little bit of leeway here, and he's from Philly. So my first prediction is this. Ben Simmons will play no more than 20 NBA games this season. Ooh, for anyone. For anyone. Hmm. I think the Sixers just hold out. I think, I think they stand pat. They're not going to get maximum value for him, and they're willing to find him, and they're willing to just let him sit instead of just cutting him, cutting loose and giving him what he wants. He's going to act like a baby. That's fine, but they're just going to they're going to eat it. God, it's amazing. I mean, now right. it's like you know, a lot of people, rightfully so, are saying, "Why would you even want to trade for him at this point? He's just such a selfish That's baby." Right. But he, but he has to do this. Like this is the way he's under contract for four years, and so there's really no other way to force yeah. your way out. So it's man, right. But the but the but the you know the, the Maury has all the cards. He's got no he's got no leverage right now. Yeah, how how willing would he be to be fined like a total of thirty million dollars for just being yeah. a detriment to the team, man? <laughs> for just being a jerk. Just practicing in sweatpants with a with a with, with an iPhone in his, in his pocket, refusing yeah. to do defensive one, drills, one AirPod for one AirPod calls. In. Yeah. Did yeah. he have the AirPod in? No. No. <laughs> oh, well, that's just, next. That's next. <laughs> That's next. Yeah, there's oh, a level to it. All right, Judd, your first prediction here. Write this down. The Timberwolves will make the play-in tournament this season and then qualify for the postseason. So wow. the Wolves okay. are going to the Wolves are going to eke their way in at the bottom of the Western Conference playoff standings, and then they're gonna win the games that you need okay. to qualify for the playoffs. Got it. Love it, dude. Wow. That would be a big, big step for the Timberwolves franchise. Just be the 10 seed. That's all we're asking for. The bar is not very high. Write this down. No, but we'd be thrilled. I'd mm-hmm. be thrilled for us. That'd be great. That'd be great. Declan? Uh, all the, I have a Ben Simmons prediction, too, I'm going to lead off with. Uh, and I, I think I've also made this exact prediction, and it's come off the board before, but I'm, I'm going to speak it again into existence. Ben Simmons will be traded by next week's Write That Down. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you've, you've done this before. I think yeah. I have made this exact prediction wow. before, so I'm just going to take I, – I, I saw the same pitch. I know exactly where it is, and I'm going to take another hack, and I might miss again, which is usually my baseball career, but Ben Simmons will be traded by next week's Write That Down. All right, off the record, will it be to the Timberwolves? I think so. There's Whoa, no way. dude. Whoa, oh, there's dude. no way. I think dude. so. There's no way. I love it. I it, it, so, it, no. it just kind of feels like the ship has sailed a little bit. Yes. Like the wolves have built chemistry and everyone loves each other and we're ready oh, to push forward. And Chris before. Finch and the Star Tribune saying, I love everything that we have right now. And, you know, it would be a lot to. If it was two months ago, I think it's more realistic, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Write this down. Write this down. I'm going to guzzle some wolves Kool Aid here. The Timberwolves will win the tip-off against the Houston Rockets. That's right. They will win the tip-off. Oh, my God. It's a 50-50. Are you serious? It's 50-50. Did we just make that prediction? It's 50-50. 
Did we just go there? How many listeners predict coin toss results on Write That Down? All the time. This is the equivalent of an NBA coin toss, and I feel like the Wolves are going to start their season with some positive momentum by winning the tip-off. Write it down. Write this down. Wow. Brother Liam, of your second prediction. Of Good all the Lord. predictions I expect. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy Follow smoke. that up. Baby steps, okay? Yeah, how, do I, one, how do I top that one? This is brick by brick. We're building this thing, all right? <laughs> Family. Timberwolves. Oh, God. Win the tip-off. The, the Wolves will make a three-point shot. Yeah. God bless. Um, all right. So for my next prediction, the Minnesota Wilds will finish with more points than Chuck Fletcher's Philadelphia Flyers this year. All right. Chuck Fletcher out there just eating it's the a, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. We got Nick Steeler out there. Nate Crosser's in the in the organization. Like it's total just like mimicking every pattern. Isn't isn't Brent Flair also back there with him too? Brent yeah. Flair is the yeah. assistant GM out there. So, yeah. buddy. Yeah. It's hockey. Of course Nick he's Flair. there. It's it's Nick Steeler. Uh Nate Prosser is in like their player development now. That's still going uh, on. God bless. They're, yeah, well, no, he's done. Oh, like, okay. He's washed. I mean, I'm sure he's Nate Prosser. He's used to sitting in the press booth. For, like, <laughs> he was washed as a player, my man. Game. Yeah. I don't know. He'd pop in for like three games a year and look pretty Oh, okay. he's a great guy. Great guy. I've had beers with him. He's a nice yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, I, I love great guys. Great guy. I love great Yeah, who doesn't? Write it down. You like not what it's sleeping down? about, as Bill Guerin <laughs> said. I don't care if you're a good guy. Shut up and play. Right. Shut up. Shut up and win. Back good. to Judd, who loves great guys. All right, your second Oops. prediction. The Timberwolves. <laughs> what? The Tim- <laughs> I was trying to think of. I love great trying. guys. There trying. will be more than 500 <laughs> fans at the Timberwolves guys. game tonight. Um, the, the Timberwolves will go seven and three in their first ten games. Oh, exactly Ooh. seven and three. They will go exactly, which is a home run. It's a home run. Yep. yep. The Timberwolves will go seven and three in their first ten games they've got a ton of games at home the schedule has a few tough games but it's very doable seven and three raise your expectations okay yeah i mean they they should home games weak opponents it's write it down all right writing things down all right Declan. a couple wild more couple more wild predictions from me i'll say jordan greenway will be a healthy scratch between now and december 1st all right down on Jordan Greenway. I, I, just the Jordan a, Greenway hate man. I I I can't stand him. He's he's forgettable. He'll be a healthy scratch. He looked great last night. He let him an assist last year. He looked yeah. What's good your problem, dude? He, he ain't. Yeah. He what's ain't your it. problem, he ain't man? It, Chief. Why you got to come on here he and hate? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I want. <laughs> you know, the, I want the. Bad, Matt Boldy being hurt might be the best thing for him. I I uh, I want I want to gloat when he's healthy scratch. So yes, he'll be a healthy scratch between now and December first. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't need to be like one of their best players. He just, he's no, just, I know. He just be a guy, and that's why you should be in the press box because you're not one of their best players. Go away. That's where I'm at. Oh, it seems wow. awfully awfully harsh. Write this down. I, like I don't love him, but I don't. That's a lot of hate. Yeah. Uh, all right, let, let's do your third prediction, and then we'll come back around and do your challenge you after. Right? Bill, Phil, you have to give oh, me a second. Sorry, sorry no, my you bad. You need to go, Mackie. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> write this down. Mackie, at least twice every month, will forget the order in which people write that down. <laughs> and then accuse me of being a forgetful yeah, old man. I know. And then he will lash out at his coworkers. Um, <laughs> all right, write this down. I'm going to give you some real Wolves predictions here. This is a parlay, all right? In the opener, write this down. Carl Anthony Towns double double, and twenty or more points, and the Wolves win by ten points or more. The spread is five right now. 
So the Wolves will the Wolves will win by ten or more. Ant will score twenty or more, and Cat will have a double double in the Wolves opener tonight. Write it down. Write this down. Is that enough? Is that enough for you guys? Yeah. Are you not entertained? Okay. We just wanted you to do the prediction. <laughs> we were just we didn't want you to skip yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother Liam, your third prediction. All right, uh, my third prediction is a parlay, Minnesota Wild parlay here. Joel Ehrenek is a finalist for the Selkie Trophy. Kevin Fiala will average at least 0.5 goals a game. He's going to score at least 0.5 goals a game. Doesn't mean he's going to score 41 because it's an 82-game schedule, at least 0.5 goals a game. And Jared Spurgeon will also be a Norris finalist as well. Wow. I had that last week, I think. Yeah, nice. Wow. Look at that wild, wild cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on there. Wave the flag. Do that. That's right. By the way, boys, we got a new goal song. By the way, Dang. we do. Yeah. Uh, shout, yeah. shout! You make me want to shout. What? That's the new goal. That's the new goal song. We unveiled it last night, much, to much consternation and controversy. Uh, but Order Day and the Knights shout is the new goal song. They should go with the Tears for Fears version. Everyone hey. thought, oh, yeah. When, oh, when I tweeted shout, love that. I got a bunch of notes back. Tears for fears? It's kind of low-key. Like, it's kind of mellow, right? It's weird. Yeah. All right. I, I still say our version of Ode to Joy here. It's the best. Would just be, I mean, imagine that ringing throughout. And I got played once. 20,000 people. Outdoor, outdoor, um, what? Um, yeah. yeah. Al- alumni game, Wild mm-hmm. slash North Stars and Blackhawks. I, the guy who does the sound sent me a note and said, did you hear it? I played Ode to Joy once. So great. The power and the influence here on Mackie and Judd. Oh, truly the power of AM 1500 was incredible. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll get back to Brother Liam here for his challenge that he'll issue in a second. But Judd, your third and final prediction. All right, my third and final prediction. The Wild will sweep their two games this weekend against Anaheim and Nashville. Wow. They will They will get to 5 and 0 Back-to-back, 5 o'clock starts Saturday and Sunday. Anaheim and Nashville, they will win both those games. Okay. All right, Declan, your final prediction. Of the Write weekend. this down. Yep. One more wild prediction. I'll say Joel Erickson Eck will be the first wild player to reach double-digit goals this season. So he has three already. Ooh. But I will say Eck will be the first wild player to reach double-digit yep. goals this season. He's yep. only had double-digit goals for the season once in his career. He's going to mm-hmm. score a ton, man. Yep. He's cleaning up the garbage in front. He's going to score yeah. a ton. Love it. Yeah, he's going to score a lot. Here for it. Uh, write that down today, presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They're all about risk management. They're all about giving you peace of mind as a business owner. You can go to their website, federatedinsurance.com, to find a full list of industries that they'll protect and find out. Just click on the risk management corner, and you can find out uh, about the resources they'll provide you protect your employees, protect your bottom line, federated insurance where it's our business to protect yours. All right, uh, another Wolves prediction for me here. Write this down. At the end of the 2021 calendar year, so I'm just from you know now to the end of the year, but on December 31st when the clock strikes midnight, the Wolves will have at least six players shooting 36% or better from three-point range. And what I'm cool. trying to tell you here is they're going to have they're going to be an above average three point shooting team. They're going to have dudes who are lighting it up from downtown, and I think 36 percent is around league average. So they'll have six or more players shooting 36 percent or better 
from three. There you go. Okay. Those are the write that down predictions. Write this down. For the week. Um, all right. Ordinarily, we allow our guest listener predictors to take the platform and thank anyone they want to thank. Well, Brother Liam has been on like six times. And so instead of thanking people, he wants to issue a challenge. Yeah. You know what? I do, I do want to. I do want to thank my wife first and foremost. I do need to give her a shout out. I just wrapped off my uh, fall season last night and she had wrist surgery like six weeks ago. Her arm's been in a cast and I've still been able to go like, play softball while she's like wrangling up small kids. So I did want to give her a little bit of credit. At least it's out there. In Good, the husband. Good husband. Good husband. Yep. Yeah. Nice job. You know, I, she just looked at me and said, for what that's worth. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not wrong. I, I just, I want to touch on something, you know, Jacqueline, uh, been really diving into the golf game lately and he's got he's taken some lessons and he's uh, he's gotten better right he broke 100 for the first time uh, which is great however i also feel like there's a little too much hubris in the personal conversations that that and i have had back and forth where he thinks he's maybe a little bit better than he is and he also thinks that he's better than me and much like the great tiger woods and phil nicholson match I challenge you, Declan Goff, to a golf match at your course of choosing whenever you want, under whatever terms maybe Mackie and Judd decide. Wow. I will win by at least five strokes. Whoa. whoa. Oh, my God. Oh. Whoa. This escalated. Okay. Uh, so how experienced are you as a golfer? I think that factors in here. All right. So I uh, I played a lot when I was younger in my you know late teens early 20s on the golf course you know uh when i was in the military every air force base is a golf course i'm sure i'm gonna get some flack for that from listeners uh but uh then i stopped for a while but i just got back into the game and i've been hitting i've been hitting balls quite a bit lately actually so and, when's uh, when's the last time you yeah. played a like have you played an actual round this year yeah yep absolutely yeah okay i've, I've done three in the past three weeks yeah round a week Okay. Declan. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts here? So you're saying in, in, a, in a match of 18 holes and at a course of my choosing that you will. Wherever you want. You Doesn't will, matter. You will beat me by five Doesn't strokes matter. or more. Yeah. 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 That's not. That's, that's, now this that, is, that's this no is two dudes probably hitting ground balls off the tee, just scratching to break 100. Correct. Just to set the scene for the audience. Correct. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I'm by no means a scratch <laughs> golfer, but I I know I could beat Declan. I know that at the at a minimum, off out of the tee box, I'm out driving you by at least thirty yards. Yeah, drive for show, putt for dough. That's no problem. That's wow. no problem. This is personal. No I, I, I love. I have, I have a I have a six year old. I am all about a putting a putt putt course. Like, there's practice that's built into mm-hmm. my life already, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And not, not to mention, okay. we yeah. talk about. I don't think you've ever beaten me at an athletic event in your life. Oh, oh wow. my god, dude! Oh, oh, this oh, is, oh, is this this not true. Oh. This is not true. Oh, oh boy, where's my popcorn? Declan's I mean, thinking. Oh, popcorn. Declan's yeah. thinking. I mean, I, Give I, Declan time to think. I am faster than you, as yeah, we've talked numerous right. times, and I'm a better snowboarder than we you are. Uh, but in terms of actual we've athletic, never done either one of those things against each other. You, you would not. Liam, you haven't been on a snowboard in like 13 years. I'm okay, I almost feel like we need. I think the the, the golfing is event number golf one. Olympics? I think we need the golf Olympics. The golf, yeah, the golf Jared Olympics. Jared Goff Jared Goff does not uh, qualify. He will not be playing. Yeah, yeah no, he can't come. Brother he brother Jared. Come. Yeah, I 
You know, I thought yeah, Liam yeah, was going to yeah. like be typical brother Liam and bring some incriminating, embarrassing fact about me or prediction no, about me. Why would I do that? Because that's, that? that's what you would do. But this is now this is like a what next level prediction and moment for you <laughs> yes. on this show. This is personal. This is you. I wanted to keep you. I, I thought I wanted to keep you like lull you into a sense of safety by not giving any predictions about you. As a matter of fact, like I didn't think Mackie was even going to spill the beans about the challenge until like right after. I wanted you to feel super safe and then hit you at the end. Wow. <laughs> now we had to make it a sweat. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. Yeah. Now you're going to be thinking about so because no, the cha- challenge has been accepted can. by Declan here. And but so, he, but we've got to set a deadline for like when is like when he gets has to pick the place. Like, what are the terms? Like the Score North Classic. I mean, we got to call it the Score North Classic. And we've already done the the, the Judd Zolgad Athlete Challenge, where he had not picked up a golf club in twenty years, and we made him play a par three. And I think with the listeners' help, we set the over under at like seven and a half, which turned out to be <laughs> way like he piped his drive with a seven iron like one hundred fifty yards down the middle you know, 15 feet from the edge of the green and then and then just kind of, you know, nudge Bumped. the ball around yeah. Yeah. to get there and do the hole. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> so, all right, we'll work on terms here and we'll get this set up and we can document it for the show. But the challenge is on. You yeah. thought Brooks Kepka versus Bryson DeChambeau was going to be the golf spectacle of the fall and winter. Uh-uh. This is no. the match. Oh, no. Brother this Liam versus Declan. Yes. Different. I mean, we're, we look totally different. Our golf game's totally yep. different. Like, yep. This is damn right. It's be is. great. Yeah, love it. So there it is, brother Liam, issuing a challenge, slinging predictions, and that's a wrap here on Mackie and Judd on this Woo! write that down Wednesday. Judd clinging to a batting average lead. All right, it's reckless speculation Thursday tomorrow. Judd's waving the wild flag. That's a wrap. See you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.